Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Excited to have you along for the ride with us tonight. It uh, should be an interesting one if everything works out the way that it was supposed to. Uh, I looked back at my messages. I traded some messages with Brian earlier today to tell him that we were... Um, just to check his availability for this evening. It's been a bit of a crazy week here, so we'll we'll, we'll dive into that here in a moment for episode number 381. But uh, this is an opportunity for uh, you guys to get involved. I went back and I asked Brian if he was available tonight, and then I went to double-check studio time in the group message with Jim here at Finger Lakes 1 and with Brian. And as I went back to look here, as I was peering out the window, watching the snow begin to accumulate outside, and my car is the only one in the uh, parking lot of the Finger Lakes one studios i realized that the group message brian wasn't in it it was just a message directly to jim so i'm not even sure if brian knows that we are on the air right now other than perhaps if you were to be looking at the uh at the crash course page itself uh nonetheless we we, we usually try and spend the last couple of weeks of uh the year looking back at what the year was and what the year uh brought to us what the, the goods were the the bad and and, and all things in between um, and, and my memory was jogged a little bit this week, uh, when on the Northeast Demolition Derby page, uh, Dave Barlow and some other folks were talking a little bit about, um, trying to remember the tribute night over at the, uh, Otsuka County Fair in Morris, uh, the night that everybody drove the cars that were yellow and there was like 85 cars registered with 33R on it. And, uh, we were trying to get in touch with, uh, Jake Sherman, who sent a message out to Josh Buell. Uh, Richie Predmore was another one of the drivers that, that we had reached out to. Things just weren't coming together. Uh, and then as, you know, just schedule-wise and, and, and when messages were seen and things of that nature. So when all of those parts and pieces started to align that way, uh, the plans were uh, further wrenched a little bit with Kelsey being sick on, on Monday and Tuesday. She's got a pretty nasty bout of uh, hand, foot, and mouth. So she hasn't been at school all week. So this week, uh, it's it's almost fitting that I I made the oversight of of putting the group message in the wrong place. Then again, who knows if if somebody got a deer or something, uh, Brian could be wrapped up with that as well. Also, there's always the chance that he got ordered. So nonetheless, we tried to spend a little bit of time looking back at what the year was and what the year was supposed to be and and what the year brought us. And uh, I wanted to open the floor first off uh, because we were here on a Wednesday night, atypical night. Uh, to all the folks that, that tune in and, and hang out with us on a regular basis, there's Matt Evans checking in. Matt, uh, thanks a lot for the support. He supported uh, Waterloo Middle School's trip to Boston. Uh, hopefully that all is able to get off the ground with uh, everything as it develops. But it was very bizarre uh, to be able to drop off four boxes of pizzas to a local pizza shop so that Matt could stick them in the freezer before he brought them on home. But that was uh, very generous, and we sure do appreciate that. Uh, what the year was and what we set out to accomplish through the course of the year, um, you know, I, I wanted to hear from you guys, all the folks that listened. What questions did you have? What did what did you see out of the year? What did you think? Um, I, I'm not anticipating being here for the full uh, hour at this point. We do have some stuff that we got to tend to uh, back at home. Eric Remington checking in. 
Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Need to get together sometime. Yes, we do, Eric. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Sherman tonight, he was he was going to be wrapped up with some of his um, some prior engagements, I guess is the best place to say it. He still has that party that was going to be happening. A bunch of promoters and stuff were getting together. I wanted to hear a little bit on how that went. Um, I like what was happening in New York as a whole. Um, the Derby world has certainly changed. The, uh, the, the paradigm has shifted, if you will, as more and more standalone shows continue to uh, draw attention and, and continue to sort of dominate the landscape. You know, many of the fairs that we had expected to see had canceled early on. Some of them still got off the ground, but the car counts just weren't what we maybe had expected them to be in New York. Um, but the standalone shows seem to be doing very well. And that's that's kind of the, the, the discussion that we've had a bunch of different times now is you've got to make sure that the drivers are supporting the shows that are that are worth it, so to say. Um, a couple trips to different county fairs and stuff uh, through the course of the year that uh, continues to show that they're, they're still stuck in their ways, uh, so to say. And... Not necessarily, Cody Kepner <laughs> asking what's going on. Uh, right now, just talking to you guys, trying to see where you guys are at. Feel free to fire any questions in. We'll see if we can kick off some conversation, some dialogue back and forth, uh, work back and forth with you guys. Um, I'm speaking in sweeping generalizations here, but you look at the standalone shows that have been so successful this year, um, and so even in the wake of the boosted car counts for county fairs in New York, as a number of the fairs had come back, I think that's probably the thing that has left the, the, the biggest mark on me is the way that shows were, uh, I guess, falling off and things were things were not happening uh, a year ago. And as things came back, kind of the number of conversations that we had with Frankie Guy with what they were doing, it, it gave drivers the opportunity to venture out and see the way things should rightly be done. You know, we talk about all the stuff that's happening with Smash It. We talk about the stuff with Frankie Guy. We talk about the stuff with uh, with Josh and Jeremy. Jeremy had a uh, and and Buell. Jeremy had a birthday this week. Happy birthday to Jeremy Gully. Uh, all the stuff that they've been doing and working so hard to to get the attention off of maybe the county fairs. Uh, not so much off the county fairs, but put the attention on drivers and treating drivers the right way and and maybe breaking away from some of those county fair type events and try and bring things to the next level. You know, Smith Metalworks has had those discussions and they've been able to develop parts that can be used at your county fair level. Um, but that also gives drivers, uh, you know, they, they, they get that and then they start having other conversations. They travel down to get the stuff and they, they hear about all the other derbies. And that's what really the mark that 2021 had on it, I think, just, just right off the top, um, was that from 2020, drivers started to travel, and they continued to travel. You look at how much western New York, how much time they spent in uh, western Pennsylvania and in Maryland and in Virginia. It was really cool to see uh, all of those drivers that for so long we've had these personal conversations and personal relationships with, especially in our travels out there to Dunkirk with what they do with the Lake Erie, uh, Lake Erie Rubble, which is the standalone show out there, and then also um, the county fair, which which didn't happen again this year. Um, so many of those conversations, uh, same thing with Guy Raymond, another good example there. So many of those conversations that involve talking to those drivers and saying, you know, it's not as hard to venture out of town. Uh, you've got the benefit of not knowing everybody, so you can go hit whoever you want. You're not going to necessarily worry about having having issues when you get back to the pits the way that you might have at home. And and they took that opportunity. You saw the Lanins, Lanins branching out. You saw uh, um, some of the Robinsons were, were, were venturing out. We, we knew that 
Um, the, it was only a matter of time before uh, the McNeils, Gabs, was going to get out there and start start making waves, and she was able to do that. Uh, Eddie stopped 22. Eddie Pallock and, and his boy, they went out and they made some noise. Uh, venturing out from this part of the the, the woods, uh, running in youth shows and running in in full size stuff. So, you put that side by side with the mark that was left by um, that youth program that Smith Butterworks put together. It was really cool to see uh, the growth of the sport in terms of the standalone stuff and and the fact that the that the sport's looking very healthy. Uh, for me personally, this is I want to dive into more of this when Brian is actually here and able to hang out with us a little bit. I see the chat starting to fill up, so I'm going to go dive in there and we'll um, we'll see what's going on along those lines. Uh, this year was really uh, we had we had some really grand plans of, of trying to get back into the streaming seat, and, and we had a couple opportunities here and there um, that, that didn't quite align the way that we, we wanted it to. And then we had that great opportunity down there at the, at the iron city nationals and the internet just wasn't what it needed to be in order to carry the heft. And, and we had a lot of soul searching to be done. Um, we had a lot of questions to ask ourselves and a lot of questions that we couldn't answer very well. Why was it working when we were on our hotspot? It, you know, was it just different, t- different time, different, different, whatever. And, um, it was really, really disappointing to, um, have it fall on its face the way that it did. Uh, I did not want that to be our return, and and that might be one of the reasons why you didn't hear a whole lot about it because we just didn't know. We knew the internet was rocky down there. The one thing that I didn't do was get in the car and drive down to Stoneboro and turn turn something on and see what we could do uh, myself. And uh, I really regret that. Probably we'll get into more of that when Brian gets here in person. We've got some some notes and stuff popping in here in the the live chat. Uh, Dylan Goodwin birthday on the twenty sixth. Christy saying, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to Christy. Al Crockett, Toast Rules came out last night. Cody Kepner, that's cool. Uh, Daytona. Daytona is next weekend. That's right. I forgot about that. We are going to have the, um, we're going to have, we're going to try to have those guys on the show next Monday. I know it's been absolutely bonkers down there for them. So going into their show, we usually have that, that, that final interview into the run up, the go home episode, so to say, for the Battle of Daytona. So that is something that we have a sort of in our back pocket for next week. Um, so we won't be diving too much into that quite yet. Uh, Christy Germain checking in here. We have convinced a lot of Canadians to finally travel. Uh, hopefully there will be an invasion at the bash this year. 40 plus registered. Can't wait for them to get the experience of their first U S show. And it's, and it's good to hear, uh, it's good to hear that it's not so tough to get over the border and bring in a derby car. You know, sometimes it gets a little questionable when, uh, you're moving back and forth across the border with those dirt modified. So, you know, in any case, uh, Making sure we don't have any problems on YouTube. Everything looks good there. And uh, Hitman checking in with the Merry Christmas wishes. Great to see a bunch of different people at the bash. This is Cody Kepner, uh, T-Bone Oskaloosa, Iowa, two-man team derby. And Dylan, that was a that was a good show this year. Um, wait, time out. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm still stuck on uh, Coke Racing. That was the Turkey Derby. I'm not 100% sure if the T-Bone show happened in Oskaloosa this year, uh, trying to think back on it. It uh, it was one of those years where it was a little tough to keep track with everything. I, I was very grateful for uh, our relationship with Mark Elliott and the Unified Point Series. That that was really something that, um, you know, in hindsight I was pretty proud of. Uh, Watching the drivers as they moved up and down the list, um, the effort that um, Stephen Sickles 
was able to put out there to come up with a win. The youth movement with three of the youth drivers ranking in the top 10 among all those drivers. Um, it was really, really cool to see. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It also kept us, uh, kept us informed of where all the biggest shows in the country were week to week, which was, which was fun to be able to see all these drivers traveling all over the place. You know, it was essentially the NASCAR tour with all those drivers just putting in so many efforts, so much effort and so many miles. But on top of that, it, uh, it made sure that we had content that we could follow up with week in and week out. So that was, that was certainly fun. But on top of that, uh, we got the blessing early on in 2021 to, branch out and put together the virtual unified point series working with uh, jesse myers and the realistic derby project um nick king was involved with that he had some preliminary conversations before we jumped in with uh um a really well mapped out plan and and a strategy and, and everything we were able to take that and it ended up being i think there ended up 18 shows out of originally uh, 27 that were scheduled um the month of july we learned was not the month to try to schedule uh, online derbies everybody's outside working on cars running cars doing derbies in their their home areas so i think the entirety of the month of july was wiped out i don't think anything got off the ground and we did try to work with everybody in terms of rescheduling that stuff brandon dobratz ended up winning that championship with a a, a similar effort to mirror that of uh steven sickles he didn't have nearly the miles <laughs> or nearly the investment in cars but still it was uh it was it was nip and tuck for second through fifth um, we ended up paying out a total of, I think it was $700 in, in prize money to the top five finishers, which was fun. Hitman ended up getting the uh, fourth place spot on the tiebreaker. Um, so that was that was really cool. He's hanging out there in the chat, like I said. So it was really neat. Again, if, uh, if there's anything that you guys ever wanted to uh, want to think about, want to throw out there, want to run by us as a question, it would certainly be um, uh, appreciated. We'd be happy to go back and forth with that. Um, Cody Kepner said the virtual point series was a, a great deal, great deal. Frankie guy, Frankie guy. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to have Frankie guy on the show, right? I want to wait for him to finish all of his announcements <laughs> because every, every couple of days, it seems like there's another big thing happening in terms of the hardcore world. And, uh, Frankie guy, thankfully still with us. Um, that was, <laughs> that was still, Still one of the oddest exchanges on Facebook that I think that I've seen. Uh, with everybody kind of thinking that that picture of Frankie was him riding off into the sunset, much the way of Dale Earnhardt after he had passed and the trailer was pulling out of Daytona. Um, so uh, thankfully Frankie's still here, and, and he's certainly making waves with Hardcore. Looking forward to a very, very busy 2022 season. Um, Impact adding a ton of, of derbies to the schedule. We're really catching up with, with Jake Sherman here. Uh in the coming weeks, uh, not tonight, but in the coming weeks to talk a little bit about what's going on with road rage. Um, there's also some other news going on with uh, Kings of old school. So we'll be diving into that a little bit in the coming weeks. So there's lots of stuff to look forward to as, as we work through the, the opening stages of January uh, and, and early February, 2022. Uh, we'll be catching up with Mark Elliott to talk a little bit more uh, about what's going on with his schedule. I mean, it's amazing to me that the schedule wrapped up, the first week of December and it's going to start about four weeks later, the 2022 season officially kicks off December 31st this month, uh, with the battle at Daytona. So that's going to be really interesting to see, uh, the fact that the season, <laughs> the season didn't even, uh, I don't know how to say it. It didn't even end in the calendar year. It's going to end and start in the same calendar year, uh, within four weeks of each other. So that's, um, 
pretty neat Frankie guy. He just keeps coming up with uh, new stuff. Uh, Jody Gully, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Jody. I mean, that's uh, that's another big spot that I know that Brian wanted to be here to be part of as we look back on the year and, and what that has brought to us. There's been a lot of loss this year, um, and certainly keeping the, the, the Gully family in our minds as, as to what um, – uh, what this year is going to be like around the holidays. I know Brian, he's, he's shared a couple of posts online about where he's at with uh, losing his mom. So that certainly has been uh, something that's on my mind and, and something that I know he's going to have some thoughts on. So we'll probably hang on to that until we get back here next week to go into that a little bit more. Um, we've got our new team coming this season. Oh, boy. Have a good group of uh, folks looking to go out and, and win some virtual unified point shows. So Cody Kepner. He's looking to get into the uh, throwing his hat into the ring for the overall uh, virtual unified point series stuff with the Realist Derby Project. Um, yeah, so Frankie Guy, he's got all sorts of stuff that keeps coming out and keeps coming out. We, we were talking about Impact, looking at 40 shows. Frankie's going to be real busy this year. And uh, I like what they're doing with having each event having a name again this year. It, it just makes it a little bit more special. In the standalone stuff, it's not just hardcore at whatever city. There's a theme. Um, they're going to have that, that Youth World Championship deal that they've got. There's more stuff coming down the line uh, that we got to catch up with Jeff Yon. Once, once everything is finalized, Smith Metalworks has some stuff that they're working on for in April. Um, that's another cool thing that happened this year. Um, we've had a bunch of derby parties. Uh, Iowa's had their derby parties. We've had our own uh, with New Year's Eve. Brett had uh, the uh, get-together in Owego and the swap meet in the parking lot uh, prior to that. And then uh, he brought that party back last year with the, with the swap meet coming back. We've seen the gatherings uh, with the Ellisons over at Paradise Speedway with their swap meets. But we never had a, a set um, Derby Expo. There was never a Derby PRI. The closest that would, uh, for anybody that, that's not up to speed on that, Performance Racing Industries is the annual meeting of all walks of motorsport, drag racing, circle track, dirt track, um, motocross, everything from NASCAR to ARCA to late models to sprint cars. All of the new technology gets involved, gets uh announced and and revealed at pri and it is a huge huge deal um it's stuff to get passes to and it's where tons and tons of marketing deals are signed they have all sorts of, of rules discussions it's just really really cool that 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 many different walks of motorsports get together in one place uh the year that i went to that it was i think it was in it was in indiana and it was at the it was the facility where the colts play is where it was and uh it was just amazing to be there. So that, that happened here recently. But earlier this year, um, while we had the trade shows and stuff like that, or excuse me, while we had the, the get-togethers and the swap meets and things like that, we never really had the, the industry-focused stuff the way that PRI did. I think the closest we ever got to it uh, outside of the, the regional gatherings was the vendors area of Blizzard Bash because everybody that was the top flight vendors, uh, without hurting any feelings, was there with stuff with trailers full of stuff and they and they, they I think the only one that was missing was 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 Jeffy a couple of different times but I mean Paulson Wolpar was there near it was there Ski was there um Baldwin Engines was there the, there was always tons of new stuff and that was usually where you got your first peek at the new thing that was coming down the line uh it was either that or uh, I guess you could probably make make some argument for bash for cash where similar, um, you saw ski a lot of those top names that were, were were closer to the East Coast, 
they would do the same thing. The, the big reveals were at uh, the Memorial Day event for Smash It. This past year, uh, we got our first taste of Derby PRI, where all the vendors came together. Um, there was rules meetings. We had a bunch of promoters get together, and they agreed to work together on rules to try and make things work. And, and some, of the, some of the groundwork for the um, Youth World Championships were laid there, where a bunch of, dry, of, of uh, promoters agreed to send representatives You're running similar rules and stuff like that. And, and we've got a lot of different drivers and promoters and rule makers and vendors and everything working together throughout the course of this year on the heels of that which it helps follow in line that that vein that 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 path that was sort of initially open when the conversation started with um with the point series with mark elliott's point series so you look at the evolution of that and how far it's come i mean if you can imagine uh you know you could rewind it wouldn't have to go far rewind 10 years Definitely 20 years, definitely 15, 15, 20 years, which is going to put us back into the early 2000s, mid 2000s. I don't know if you're going to see a whole lot of promoters looking at other rule books and saying, hey, you know, if we can make this the same, we are going to be able to get more cars. Instead, it's going to be nuances and, and little twists and little changes. So you might be able to get the car, but you're making the assumption that the driver's going to want to fix that or that they're going to want to make those changes. And and sometimes the changes that are made, it compromises the integrity of a car as a whole. So it's a whole lot easier to just bypass than it is to, to uh, make those changes in terms of somebody who's a builder, somebody who owns a car. But things have changed dr- dramatically now with, with where things are at. When you look at, at rules being uh, uh, barred with consent and applied so that people can travel uh, significant distances and be part of major shows using a car that they potentially already have. And, and I think that is going to continue to help, as we said a little bit earlier, it's going to continue to help benefit the sport as a whole. It's going to continue to benefit the health of the sport. It's going to continue to benefit the future of the sport. I, I really, I've always been a proponent that you're going to catch more flies with honey than you are with salt. And by getting more and more people working together, it's continue to make that derby world smaller and and that's only for the benefit. I saw uh, uh, we were talking about making the world smaller. Uh, track shot is going to be making the trip out to California, which is awesome. I mean, to be able to stream a derby from California, uh, the the last West Coast derby that I'm intimately familiar with was one of the Kitsap shows that Demolition Derby League streamed. And this is going way back. I mean, we're talking back 2015, 2014, 2013, somewhere in there. Hasn't been a lot of. Um, prominent high visibility live streaming stuff that's been going on out there so i was glad to see that that is something else that, that's forthcoming and you know that that sort of builds on on one of the conversations that we touched on earlier again i don't want to dive into that fully without without brian being here so i'm not going to go charging into it headlong but you know it's something that we've talked about here uh privately behind the scenes wanting to get back into that streaming thing and there are some opportunities that came about this year uh that, that we can go into here oh there's been a couple more things popping into the live chat. I don't want to miss that. Frankie Guy. Dylan. I'm... Dylan, you confuse me sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Your messages really have me thrown off sometimes. I'm not sure if you're just mentioning things that I'm mentioning or, or what might be the case. But um, this year was a lot of fun being able to get out and work a little bit more with, uh, with, with Derby Tees. Obviously, the Derby Nation stuff in Topeka is always fun. Being able to get back out to Blizzard Bash for Blizzard Bash 2.0. It was the 12th running of Blizzard Bash. It was the return to Topeka. 
It was the uh, um, combined Capital City Carnage and Blizzard Bash events. There was quite a bit of derby action going on. And and if I remember correctly, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who was telling me that the um, the hotel at the uh, Stormont Vale Event Center sold out in about 45 minutes for uh, for the spring. So that's, <laughs> that's always fun. Um, getting back out to those shows was awesome. Being able to see everybody, um, and hopefully everybody made it through it, you know, safe and sound. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Hopefully everybody made it through. Uh, but it was great to see everyone get back out there and be part of that. That's, that's really something that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, got to see Chris Grainer and Steve and George and Mark, uh, on the production side of things, uh, Nate and Tony, uh, but also to be able to see, where things were at with the Imperials came back. I mean, those are cars that, that here in New York we grew up on, and there were some people that were building those cars that had never even built them before. They'd never even seen them before. It was exciting to see Hoffmeisters and the, the Imperial, and as I understood it, as the weekend went on, there was a test Imperial that was built and run um, and and sort of do a little bit of the R&D stuff, which was, I mean, you don't build one without testing one first, but it's just neat to think about an Imperial being tested uh, in today's, atmosphere we've seen the throwaway cars become viable again with the cadillacs and and we've seen the new tricks uh new style tricks being applied to the old iron and 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 what it can do to the to the uh buick 225s and what it can do to the roundbacks and what you can do with the cadillac now when you start doing those kinds of things and then some of those tricks then being applied to uh the full frame imperial or the subframe imperial and stuff it was just that was that was something that was really fun to see and and, and bringing that back and and proving that those cars weren't the um, dominant behemoths that they were in stock-style shows uh, years and years ago, and, and maybe they've been unnecessarily banned for a long time, which has left us to have some of them now, but at the same time, they're, they're cars that aren't necessarily um, impossible to compete against. So that's, uh, hopefully that'll open things up a little bit, or maybe maybe they'll see that the cars, they just weren't what they needed to be. And uh, in a couple of years, we're not going to see any Imperials at, at Blizzard Bash, not because they're outlawed, just because people would rather drive the new style Fords and the Cadillacs. But that's a different conversation for another time. Um, but getting back to working with, uh, with, with Derby Tees, it was a lot of fun to go to Bash for Cash this year and, and get the chance to um, be on the air with Steve at, at that show. But that ended up turning into an invite to go the 4th of July. And uh, um, that was a challenge. It was a challenge to make sure that everything fit for uh, for summer school and everything. But but it was still fun to get out there and new venue, working with a new promoter and all the stuff that, um, that the Woods were working on and, and putting together, getting Jegs involved with the show, uh, the trophies and... Um, just the running the twin rings. They, ne- they never really got the chance to, to use that to full effect. And, and the um, uh, running against cars with particular color pillars so that they knew who they were going to be trying to eliminate so that they could advance on. So the heat within the heat, so to say, the, the whole element of that and being able to go there and, and work with those guys and really be embedded, embedded with that production team for a couple of days was something I look back on in 2021 as something that was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Well, there we go. We got a few more comments popping in. Definitely getting closer on the rules thing. Frankie guy says, yeah, <laughs> Richard Aldridge, uh, Christy enjoyed working with the, the crew at bash for cash on track. Uh, this episode is being brought to you by Jeffy's fab farm. Excited. Uh, another thing that we want to touch on is we're going to be working on a, a new deal at the first of the year, uh, with Corey Relier. So we'll be hearing a little bit more about some, some, uh, 
products and stuff that are going to be uh, part of the show for the duration of the 2022 season. Cut a deal January through December with him, Jeffy's Fab Farm. We finished, finalized that deal. So you'll be hearing about Jeffy's program as it develops. Uh, we're going to be having some more elements of the, the ad and, and stuff that's going to be running here on a regular basis. So I'm excited about that moving forward in 20, into 2022. The Fab Farm online, jeffysfabfarm.com. Check out the virtual store and order now. And the recognizes an industry leader in all manner of purpose-built demolition derby parts, starting with rear ends in 06. Jeffy's Fab Farm expanded to headers in 08. And the shop can boast a combined 70-plus years of mechanical skill. The Fab Farm specializes in all its conversions and conversion components with consistent feature wins across North America. Your turnkey solution is only a phone call away. And ask about the multi-fit shifter options. You can also find fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedals, switches, and gauges if you need it. It's on the farm, jeffysfabfarm.com. And then we were also talking about Smith Metalworks. A moment ago, Smith Metalworks is an all-purpose fabrication shop that has taken the Northeast by storm. They feature... More than 40 years of combined metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat front bumpers, and then you can't overlook that super stock front bumper. That was really that was really something uh, that Brian fell in love with when he had the chance to run that. It can be stuffed or run hollow. You can narrow it up to fit on your compacts as well. Other items include Crown Vic door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, and shifters. The shop offers all the odds and ends, such as distributor clamps and weld-in centers. Be sure to ask about their GM floor liners in-person locations in Mercer, Uniontown, Bethlehem, online smithlittleworks.info. And Smash Demolition Derby. Um, stay up to date with everything that's going on with Smash It. They've got rules. They've got... Um, uh, they've got Bash for Cash news up there as well, talking a little bit about the different divisions that that, that have seen some facelifts. The, the the program has been changed a little bit for this year, so that is uh, that's something that you're going to want to get up to speed on. We'll be talking with those guys a little bit. I got to know that's another thing that happened this year is getting to know some new people, um, be it just through uh, Derby or some of the extracurriculars outside of it. Tim Jr., uh, I got to know him a little bit with just, just by trading text messages and talking about Demolition Derby from a different perspective. Tim hasn't been immersed in the sport the way that so many of us have for so long, <laughs> and he's coming to it with a different perspective. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that when we first came to the came to the table, we were trying to find room at the – sort of find room at the bar and figure out where where Crash Course fit. Uh, where Smashed Empire films fit back in in 2010, 2011. Uh, find where Crash Course fit in in 2013, 2014, uh, when we were traveling all over the place. And the stuff that I knew from Circle Track, from working on dirt tracks, from working at World of Outlaws, from working at Outlaw Speedway, it's, it was Black Rock Speedway then. Uh, from working with Dirt Car and in, in the 358 Modified Series, from working with the Patriot Sprint Tour. Uh, you learn a lot that the stuff that's in the books isn't always the way that it actually works. And you're also quickly <laughs> educated that the way people think in motorsports is different than the way people think in other walks of business. And it was a, it was a little bit tough to kind of find our footing there for a while. I mean, Josh and I used to butt heads all the time because uh, we had differing d- opinions and differing philosophies on how to move forward. What is the best way to move this forward? What is the best way to make this product something that people are going to gravitate to in the long term? How is this going to be sustainable? And and I didn't think that the uh, – I've never been one to be overly aggressive, and, and Josh was ready to get out there. 
And that was one of the reasons why we sort of, we, we worked so well together. Is it, it was the yin and the yang, so to say. We would we we were able to balance each other out. He'd be able to pull me outside my comfort zone and get me to be a little bit more bold, and and I was able to kind of meter him back. And he had a birthday here. Uh, I don't think we've been on since he had his, his birthday. So happy birthday out to Josh, and we were able to trade some messages and. Looked like he's got a budding doctor in the family, too. I don't know if you noticed that. I was catching him just as he was going into a doctor's appointment. So we weren't able to connect, but uh, um, certainly well wishes out to Josh. And, and it. Uh, think back on those days when we were traveling together and everything. Uh, I think back on them fondly. Not necessarily comfortably, but <laughs> but definitely fondly. And, you know, being able to to have those conversations with Tim that necessarily weren't had with us and talk about the differences between what they might tell you in, you know, working in major league baseball versus working in major league demolition derby are two very different worlds. And, and, and some of the ideas he's brought to the table, just finished a car for him. Actually. Um, that's another avenue that was able to get to know him a little bit and get to know uh, fatty a little bit better was through the video game, through realistic derby project and, and playing BMMP or uh, I can't believe I did that. Uh, uh, BMNG, uh, and playing that game uh, and, and talking with them through Discord and getting to know some different people. Another one that comes to mind through the course of that, the, the car that I just did for Tim Jr. was a model of Rusty Wallace's car. I want to touch it up a little bit more. Uh, it was a model of the, I think it was the 1998 Taurus that Rusty Wallace drove for Penske. It was a Miller Lite number 2, but we, we changed everything up and used all the same types of fonts and made a smash it car. It has his number on the side. So it was, it was kind of neat. It was fun. Uh, there's some things, like I said, that I want to tweak on still, but all intents and purposes, if you see a number 125 that looks like it might be a Rusty Wallace Miller car with a white nose and blue body, it's probably Tim Jr. Um, uh, Kelby Miners comes to mind as well. Kelby's another one that I've gotten to know a little bit who really wasn't uh, in any of our overlapping orbits, so to say. Uh, to get to know him a little bit more was was certainly rewarding. Um it's a, a, a neat guy to talk to. Was able to walk up to him and have a conversation in person at Blizzard Bash this year. But we've had conversations on uh, through Discord and stuff, just talking about things that aren't necessarily solely demolition derby. Uh, that's one of those things that I, I miss uh, from being able to travel as much as we used to. Uh, be it COVID area era, be it um, uh, just a reduction in travel schedule uh, as we try to rebuild everything technology wise. You know, first and foremost, the one that immediately comes to mind is, is Chris Lancaster and Dustin Anderson, those two right off the top, and, uh, and Eric Moulet. Being able to get out there and, and talk with those guys about stuff that's not necessarily done with Derby. There's so many people that we've lost that opportunity to do with because the, the, the world's gotten a little bit bigger. It's gone the other way. And um, that's been a little bit tough, missing out on those conversations. So to be able to recapture a little bit of that with, with Kelby was, was fun, make some connections outside. Darren Brown's another one. Uh, with all sorts of conversations that really, it, you know, united by the uh, the demolition derby world, but friends uh, with so much more substance than that. And hopefully as we work through the holidays and you reflect back on what your 2021 was like and um, you start thinking a little bit about uh, some of those contacts that you lost, maybe if you get a little bit of time, throw a message through Facebook. Um, something else that I'm thinking back to on, I uh, just got a message from Todd Height, being able to keep in touch with him long after he had stepped away from the the car. the The derby world got a little bit intense, and and it was probably wise that, that, that Todd took a little bit of break from that. But uh, Todd, is, I'm happy to report for those of you who haven't had any opportunity to talk with Todd, he's doing well, and um, certainly somebody that I always enjoy having a conversation with. And a lot of this also is sort of brought along by uh, the pictures that we saw on 
Northeast Demolition Derby. Um, I was talking with Steve Bucknam a little bit about the pictures, and he he had mentioned, messaged and mentioned that that was happening. Uh, folks were just looking at pictures and reflecting on what that tribute night was like, and and I sort of lost touch even with Steve in the midst of that conversation because I I got just kind of mired and looking at the pictures and remembering who was in what car and what the night was like, and you know Jim Beatty was out there at that derby and Brett and Josh, just just all of it, all of it front to back, and uh, you know got got thinking a little bit about what 2021 was like and instead of counting it in wins and losses and successes and failures it's just kind of was nice to be able to reconnect with a lot of people uh, that we weren't able to do for for a couple of years now so that was certainly fun uh, oh there we go got some more messages popping in mike mccreary we had the chance to meet mike at blizzard bash that was cool david soderberg the minnesota wild man saying merry christmas to all Corey relier hope all the guys who do business can and should support the show we sure do appreciate that uh scott webster checking in scott had a a birthday bo lockwood thanks for all we do giving the sponsors and others as he goes a platform <laughs> that is funny bo that's a that's a good message bo hope all is well for for bo lee sager merry christmas uh to him tony burkhart kept looking over the shoulder waiting for steve to walk through the pits thursdays after the big hit so tony burkhart let's let's visit that for a minute um tony wouldn't have been able to see us had we walked into the pit because of the dust and the dirt. It's it's funny that you say that. We were down there in that part of the pit area twice uh, through the course of the weekend. And congratulations again on the, the hit heard around the world, so to say. The the shot on the back of that Imperial. There's people that I don't even know about that were messaging, that don't even know that were messaging with videos and different angles and stuff. And that was certainly an outstanding hit at the cost of your own front steering system. Um, but still that was outstanding. And, and I do regret the fact that we didn't get a chance to get down and talk to, talk to you about that. We were at that end of the pit area twice on the cart and between the dust and the noise and everything, we weren't going to be able to do an interview. And when we got to the pit area, it was a frantic effort over there at, uh, at the MHM side of the, the barn. So, uh, at risk of, of interrupting the progress that was being done and uh the likely converse likely lengthy conversation that would result in carbon monoxide poisoning uh we turned around and we split to leave you guys to do your work uninterrupted and uh and carried on to try and make sure that we got some more of those interviews done for the production so yes i i do apologize and regret not being able to see you down there at blizzard bash but um Certainly, I uh, don't want you to feel like that is not uh, recognizing the effort or the hit, <laughs> the, op- the effort to set a tone, so to say, to show what the Forge can do to the subframe Imperials. That was certainly uh, certainly neat. Um, another one that comes to mind, just looking back on what was able to uh, what we were able to do. Uh, Leighton Horsley, Terry Papadopoulos checking in. Um, I appreciate all this, guys. It's been good if anybody's got any questions or anything that they uh they want to remember from the year feel free to throw it in the chat and we'll uh maybe we can drum up some conversation about that here as we get close to the get getting a little bit closer to the wrapping up point because i think there is some other stuff that's going on here at the studio if i remember what jim said correctly um and again apologize <laughs> i apologize to brian i thought i had him in the group chat i feel so bad about uh um i feel so bad about uh not having him in the um the group chat opened the wrong window there. Uh, David Guard checking in here. This is good to hear. Uh, we, we talked about Jeremy last week and nine days into a hospital stay for COVID pneumonia. And he's still there, but he is improving. That message is a great one to get right now. That is awesome. 
just to hear that he's improving is is great because man it's it gets scary when when you get put into the hospital we had a a couple of friends that are uh the roads have been intertwined quite a bit uh, with Stephen Evans and Brad Evans and Stu Evans, be it mud bosses or derbies or circle track, you know, getting to watch Brad drive cars. And, you know, Stu is a proud father watching uh, Brad winning cars, both Stu and Brad passing about 13 days apart um, here, uh, both of them COVID related. So it's uh, tough to hear. So certainly, hopefully uh, Jeremy is in good spirits and, and he continues on a, a path to recovery. Uh, certainly want for want for those messages. It's another guy that we have uh, lost a little bit of touch with as time has has moved on. Um, Lee Sager, that's another guy. Uh, in addition to Jesse Myers and, and Lee Sager through the course of this year, uh, just all the different conversations that we've had getting to know Lee outside of Demolition Derby and and getting a a just an extensive education <laughs> and what computer streaming is and and what it takes to be a a gamer and learning the grind that that is and you know conversations with with jesse about computer coding and 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 trying to drum up pictures and having discussions about what what the cars need to be to help make the video game cars more realistic and you know getting the chance to hang out with him a little bit and also you know we'd be remiss if we'd be remiss if we didn't mention american means hunter wood who he's he's probably taught me more about computers than i ever wanted to know uh, in terms of what what the streaming stuff was uh, that that we've learned on our own, and and the stuff that we've been able to do with Finger Lakes One, and and the tips we picked up from them, and then just in you know sort of sort of impromptu trade meetings with Chris Grainer and Mark Klein, you know these conversations happen. You know some some folks like to draw these these weird lines and 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 put up these walls where these these factions don't interact. And you know if it's you know Crash Course is here and Derby Tees is there and Track Shot is there and and like behind the scenes we talk quite a bit <laughs> you know there's a lot of dialogues and conversations that happen be it be it that the conversation is business related or just because hey you know how are things going for you it, it looks like that show might have been a little bit tough or your internet was bad or how do you get around this issue and stuff you know everybody at the end of the day george hino had a great post up the other day and i don't know if it was his or if he had borrowed it for someone else at the end of the day everybody we're, we're still just people that are trying to get by and and nobody wants to fail you know, I, to, to, to get on the soapbox a little bit here, you see all these posts about looking for roof signs and door wraps and stuff on the Northeast Derby page, and, and the same five or six people get uh, get tagged in it. You know, that um, at risk of forgetting anybody, I'll, I'll list off the ones that, that, that come up to, to me right off the head. Uh, uh, Hanson's Paint, uh, Darren Prohl, jeez, um, uh, I'm blanking, out there in, in Utah, uh, I've done a bunch of stuff they have the splatter paint cars i can picture their logo if anybody can pull it up in chat i i, I can't uh i cannot for life of me come up with the name of the, the group in utah that that we've talked to a bunch of times angstrom gh graphics derby tees uh and then 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 i do a bunch of this stuff too uh and black flag cory beal uh, up in up in canada we have fairly regular conversations george and i talk probably once a week and it doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with production stuff you know we we talk so i mean if if you're looking for stuff those are the guys that i can tell you those are the guys that are going to take care of you in uh in in rapid fashion um certainly i'll try to help anybody that i can but if you're looking for the roof signs and stuff those are the guys that you're going to want to go to and those are the names you're going to continue to see over and over again but it's not because 
it's not anything where there's walls built up where where George is over here and Corey's over here. I don't have a problem with any of those guys, and I don't think they have a, they have any issues with anything that that we do either. Dylan Simonton just today he posted asking to get a a skin design for the video game on a round back, and he got his door wraps from Mark Klein, and he got his roof signed from Corey Beal at Black Flag, and I sent messages to both of those guys saying, "Hey, this guy wants this thing. I'm going to try and turn it around for him. Is okay if I use the artwork that from proofs that he's got?" And everybody said, "Go for it." You know that's that's one of the things you know in demolition derby that you used to see years ago the promoters wouldn't work together and then you started seeing the vendors as, as the specialized derby parts crop up and the derby parts wouldn't work together uh broadhead that's the one in utah broadhead uh i see a bunch of chats there uh messages in the chat scott Kiefer checking in tony burkhart dylan scott Kiefer sends some stars thanks a lot appreciate that there's broadhead right there justin uh excuse me scott Kiefer mentioned justin broadhead mike hill yeah leighton horsley talking about mike hill that's another great one uh, hill job graphics we we had some conversations about doing some hats years and years ago god i can't remember where that is remember when that was man in any case he does a great job too and there's there's other ones that i'm not even mentioning that are going to do just fine you know everybody's i don't know I get real frustrated when we see those those walls get put up. And, and a long time ago, a different mindset. Yeah, that was probably the standard barrier for things. But now it's just not. You know, you see so many of the promoters working together and the vendors working together and things like that. That same kind of thing is happening on the graphic side. People trying to work together just to make, again, just to make it work. <laughs> just to make it work. The world has become so small with Derby. It, uh, it's, it's really hard to kind of encapsulate everything uh, just in 45 minutes or so that we're talking to here. But um yeah i i, I don't know i kind of kind of rambled a little bit there at a moment like i said i knew that i was going to be climbing upon a soapbox that is something that uh has been a point of contention um that i see on there and i remember when crash course was traveling all over the place it was it was really really frustrating to have you know you know to have the because we can never prove it i hesitate to say but to have uh, people who think that they are doing good for one faction or another go into the other people's yard and cause a ruckus, whether they report videos or whether they put thumbs down or angry faces or where they go in the, 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 the chats and the comments and cause issues. It's like, if you have somebody that you support, great, go support them. If you want to go check something else out and go check it out, then go check it out. But if you want to go there just to cause hate and discontent, that was, that was Jimmy Johnson's big line. If you're going there just to cause hate and discontent, what are you doing? Just let it go. You know, let it go. Going back up through here, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of holiday wishes. Always appreciate that. Forty-five comments tonight. Not bad. Not bad for not really having anything planned. Um, again, if anybody's got any questions, comments, thoughts, or anything to reflect on, we're going to build out on this and, and carry on our sort of year in review a little bit more deeply next week when we get on. We're going to try and catch up with some of the folks from the Battle of Daytona as well. Um, you know what I didn't do is I remember the Siopas had posted earlier in the week about a gentleman who had passed from Ohio. And I don't know if I can put my hands on the uh I don't know if I can put my hands on that real quick. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Kane Riley, there it is. Kane Riley passed away unexpectedly earlier this month. It's always a tough time to lose somebody uh, in December like that. It's close to the holidays, so certainly 
certainly tough to endure that loss. And I know that there's there's a lot of people who, like we said, who endured that loss. And that's something that's important to uh, the Ryan. So without without diving too deep into that, we'll leave some meat on that bone for, for Brian when he's able to get back to us here next week. Um, just taking another quick perusal of the the chat. Doing good one. Going to run a car in Washington, Iowa. It's a county fair in 2022. Good to see. So we got that stuff out there for um, everybody in the inbox. So we've got all that stuff covered. Let's see. And I think we've covered all the bases that we wanted to for this evening. Uh, if anybody's got any final thoughts, by all means, you're welcome to hop in there. Otherwise, we are going to put a fork in episode number 380. Just a, a, a rare glimpse into, <laughs> I guess it's a rare glimpse into uh, how my mind works. Um, I don't spend a lot of time uh, putting myself out there uh, publicly, I guess you could say. You know, I don't uh, don't spend a lot of time putting my thoughts or opinions and stuff out there. Just sort of kind of keep that stuff off of the uh, off the radar and try to maintain as much uh, professionalism as possible. So hopefully, this uh, this conversation tonight got a little bit more candid and helped bring you guys inside. And uh, and and certainly by by all means, I want everybody to know that we we sure do appreciate all the friends that we have made over the years. And uh, I know uh, the last. The last two or three seasons, I know I haven't done as good a job at keeping in touch with everybody as, as again, the world. Like I, like I said, uh, we always talk about how Facebook made the world smaller. Uh, the world got a little bit larger than it needed to be as everybody sort of got shuffled in their isolations. And, and you know, my jobs at the school got a little bit more intensive. We weren't able to travel as much as we used to. Um, so it's certainly uh, something that I want to do better with as, as we move into 2022 and Another guy that we spent a lot of time talking to um, that I hadn't before. Uh, and again, this is stuff that, you know, most of the conversations <laughs> with, with TJ McCulloch are about pro wrestling. <laughs> it doesn't even have anything to do with Demolition Derby. But again, uh, united by the, uh, the, the universal faith of, of the Church of Demolition Derby, and then we end up talking about something else and, you know, to, to run down the list and get to know Scott Webster a little bit better. He's a guy that I knew through um, Demolition Derby that uh, – the RC side of things, you know, Kyle Homer is another one, James McLean, uh, JYD, Nick Embry. There's all these guys that it, it just, that, that same relationship and conversation got stuck into a, into a virtual world. And it was nice to be able to get out this year to some of those derbies that we were at, you know, I've got the chance to meet Scott Perdonic in person, I think for the first time, he's another one, kind of the same idea, um, being able to get back out there and, and make those connections and, and sort of rekindle those personal relationships in person, uh, yeah, some of them might have been behind masks and otherwise, but but still at the same time was able to get and see people in person and and you know run into Dustin Anderson or Booger or uh, Mike Worth or all the drivers that we know up and down the uh, the national bracket of Blizzard Bash or or in the pit area like the Rutherfords and uh, and so many of those drivers that we know almost exclusively from uh, Bash for Cash. Be able to see everybody again this year is certainly something that was. Um, a topic that we're going to be coming back to when we get Brian back. Cause that's, that's something that was uh, meaningful to him as well. So I think at this point we're going to call it good. We've <laughs> there's uh, Jason Sherman, Jason, we actually tabled some of those conversations for you. I mean, by all means, you're welcome to go back and, and dive into it. We talked a little bit about the, the photo post and, and what that brought us to in terms of, um, 
you know, being able to reflect a little, reflect a little bit on what 2021 was. Um, and I think the, the, the prevailing theme was it was about, uh, you know, connecting with people and, and rekindling some of those relationships that we didn't have. Not so much in success and failure, number of shows, wins and losses and stuff, but just what the year was and, and what it meant to me. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, Jake, by all means. If you could make the trip next week, you're welcome to come up and, and hang out with us for a little while. Hopefully, uh, the, the plan that right now is to, we're going to be back on Monday. Hopefully, everybody has recovered from their illnesses at home, and we'll be able to get back to a, a regular Monday schedule. We'll talk a little bit about the battle at Daytona. We'll talk a little bit about their year in review uh, with, with Brian here with us, too. And, and Jake, if you could make it, that'd be awesome. Um, open invitation to anybody. You know, at this point, we got two empty seats. There's there's always space for somebody if they want to make the trip up. That is going to do it for us here on the Crash Course Demolition Every Podcast, episode number 380, 381, whatever this one was, is in the books. Hopefully, everybody has a Merry Christmas. We will be with you before the New Year, so we'll save that until next week. But have a Merry Christmas, safe, happy holidays. Uh, hopefully, Santa leaves everything that you want in your stocking. Thanks so much for hanging out with us for a little while here. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully... Uh, you enjoyed it there in the live chat. Oh, a couple more messages popping in. We'll catch those before we head out. Doug Cotilla. Thanks, Doug. Leighton Horsling. Uh, going to be around Buried Alive? We don't know. Don't know what's going to happen with those right now. <laughs> uh, he says to spare everybody. I'm not sure what that was. Um. <laughs> to spare everybody, I guess. Uh, I'm not even sure what I said. But in that case... Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Crash Course. This episode in the books. We'll see everybody back here again next week on a Monday. We'll be talking more about what 2021 was. Uh, Brian will be back, and then we'll be looking at the Battle of the Daytona. We'll see you then. The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.